Hello, everyone. Welcome and thank you for tuning in for another episode of Animation and Chill, the podcast that covers everything animated. I am your host, Mara, and today I will be covering the Netflix animated series, The Inside Job, created by Shion Takachi. As part of her deal with Netflix, Takachi previously wrote and produced shows like Regular Show, Disenchantment, Gravity Falls, and so on. The series centers on Reagan, voiced by Lizzie Kaplan, an antisocial genius who, along with her crew, helps keep the world's conspiracies a secret. The show premiered on October 22nd of this year, releasing 10 episodes. This is the first adult animated series produced in-house by Netflix Animation. The background of the show's premise begins with Taikuchi, who was intrigued by conspiracy and paranormal theories during college, listening to archives of the series Coast to Coast AM. On one of the episodes, they discussed the theory of a shadow government, a secretive organization that manipulated world events. At first, this freaked her out. However, a few years later, she thought this idea would make for a funny workplace comedy, which is what the show essentially is. Yet, it also has action, drama, romance, sets, and hearts. The series was partially inspired by the pages of Weekly World News, a fictional tabloid that featured stories such as Goatman or I Married Bigfoot. It was inspired by, also inspired by, according to executive producer Alex Hirsch, Gravity Falls creator who also writes and acts on the inside job by paranormal series The X-Files. Besides Kaplan, the show features the talents of Clark Duke, Christian Slater, Andrew Daly, John John DiMaggio, Tisha Campbell, Bobby Lee, and Brett Gelman. Starting off, the casting and acting is one of the series' best attributes, in my opinion. I felt the characters were appropriately cast, and those they did cast helped make the characters even more amusing to watch. I especially enjoyed Slater as Reagan's dad, Rand. I thought that he brought a lot of energy and charisma to the role and apparently they were when they were casting for the series Taikuchi had a Taikachi I, I I sincerely apologize if I butcher your last name I probably I most likely already did and so for, I do apologize on that had an idea on who she wanted for the roles and she said that the majority of them were who she originally envisioned for these characters especially Kaplan who was her number one pick, stating that she has always been a fan of the actress's work. Meanwhile, Slater didn't come in until later in the game, but she is still happy that he is behind the role of Rand. The animation was done by Jam Filled Entertainment. They have worked on series like The Loud House, Final Space, 
DC superhero girls, etc. The style um, to me is sort of reminiscent of Rick and Morty, but I feel like it uh, like it has a finer coating. It is also the animation is also incredibly fluid, especially during the action scenes, and has exceptional choreography. And when it comes to the characters, I feel like they were properly developed and complex, especially Raiden, Rand, and Brett. One note on Raiden, I liked how even though she came off as cold, she still had positive aspirations and wanted to better her company, the company Cognito, and thus the world. And when it came to the crew, I feel like they were at least serviceable, but they also had their moments. Mike, the subterranean psychic mushroom, in my opinion, had the best lines. And funny enough, he is actually based on a, a le- well, I say actual, uh, or like a legitimate, or and so a real conspiracy theory uh, known as the stoned ape theory. The comedy of the show can be big and outlandish while also being dry and witty. I feel most of the humor works, although I feel like there are a few times where it misses the mark, which, hey, they can't all be winners. Although there were definitely a few moments, excuse me, where the humor was was gut-busting. And I know it wasn't intentional, obviously, but it was just so coincidentally eerie on, you know, that Alec Baldwin bit um, on the series when it first premiered happened on the same day of the terrible shooting incident. The series story is also I, is also satisfying as it covers Raiden going from being um, the most dis, the disliked leader at work to one of the most beloved members of the company. We find out her history, how she became the way she is, and explored her relationship with her alcoholic father. Daikachi explained the thesis of the series being the motivations and reasons behind conspiracy theories are human, small, and petty. The most integral relationships on the series to me were between Raiden and Rand and Raiden and Brett. Raiden's relationship with her dad is one of resentment and regret, much like most father and daughter relationships. He, like Rand, is a genius that put tremendous pressures on his daughter and was a shitty parent. When we first saw them interact, he's more of a thorn in her side. However, as the series went on, they would warm up to each other and he would slowly realize his poor parenting habits. Meanwhile, Brett, like Raiden, has has family issues and they connect through this. They also learn from each other and bounce off one another from Raiden learning to be more open and social. Whereas Brett learned to not be a doormat and stood up for himself more. Overall, I think the series had a strong start and I cannot wait to see what they do in season two. Oh, and the theosome was dope. I just wanted to also add that in there. And with that, we come to the end of this episode. Thank y'all for listening. Please join me next Friday as I cover F is for Family. The last season is airing on Thanksgiving. So you don't also want to miss that. I know I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be there at 3 3 and be like, yes, I have to cook later, but yes, I'm going to be watching A Fist for Family. (laughs) And until then, take care and stay tuned.